0: You know, last Sunday, last Sunday, I was remarking to someone that it just—I don't know if you sensed it—but I just felt that there was such a sweet presence of the Lord right from the beginning of our time together, and uh, I'm so grateful for the presence of God in our lives and and for the presence of God in our gathering, and and that's that's our heart as a church, and I know it's your heart that as we gather, we would we would be so open to what he wants to do. And we would know the power of the living God in our lives as a church, as we gather. So thankful for his faithfulness. This is our last Sunday in a series that we have entitled Reach. And it's all about reaching beyond ourselves to, to do what God has called us to do, and that is to share the good news of what he has done for others. Of what he has done for our neighbors, of what he has done for our coworkers, and and the danger in having a series is this: that we would have four or five weeks of of focusing in on on living on mission, living what God calls us to, and then we'd move on to another series, and and we kind of think, okay, we we did our we did our evangelism thing, and yeah, we'll move on to something else. Yeah, I just want to really encourage us as a church family that that we would allow God to continue to stir us beyond this series, to have a passion and a desire to share the news of what God has done. And that comes as God begins to do something in us. That comes as we begin to have a deep, deep love for our neighbors and for our community and just look for opportunities to share, whether that's by, by caring or, or sharing the gospel in a specific way or praying for people. But church, this is just not a series that we kind of do and, and kind of feel like, yeah, we've, we've kind of given in our token five weeks of, of thought and of, of energy, and then we move on. No, this is, this is to permeate our lives, and in our heart as a church, this is one of the core things, that as a church that God calls us to, to see people encounter the gospel. That will change their lives. And I know that sometimes we, we struggle with fear, and um, and we have to overcome things as the Lord gives us strength. And I'm just going to ask Carolyn just to come and just be ready to come up in just a moment. But I wanted to show you a clip. I remember maybe two weeks ago I mentioned that uh, even above the fear of death is the fear of public speaking. And that um, statistically you would rather die than get up in front of a crowd of people. And then probably close to the top of that list of fears you would have fears that are at the top, is the fear of heights. Anyone here have a fear of heights? Uh, yeah, that's pretty common. And so there were some Swedish researchers that they just wanted to explore this a little bit, uh, this fear of heights, and we're just going to watch just a couple of uh, minutes of this. We may not watch the whole thing. We want to get to uh, to where we're going this morning, but um, it just has to do with fear. This is a 10-meter diving platform. We could have the lights off, too. more? Um, Linus and Frida were struggling. Have you been there? Uh, where there's this fear, and, and thank goodness they had each other. And um, remember when Linus, Frida asked Linus, like, why, well, why did you dry, jump from five meters? Well, I don't know. It's way down there, right? This is way harder. This is twice the height. And and when it comes to sharing our faith, I wonder if there are steps that we can take to just begin to allow us to... to to just gain confidence and overcome the fear that we often uh, struggle with in sharing our faith. Perhaps there are just steps that you and I can take. And we may think, you know, I, I'm never going to be an evangelist that, that you know has a, a big platform and, and is sharing to thousands of people. But, but what step can you take today? Just the next step. What is it for you in being open to God using you to share your faith? Carolyn, just come and share um, about an incident that you uh, had where you had an opportunity to share. I don't know if you were afraid or not, but uh, you can let us know.
1: So, uh, back in, throughout the winter, uh, I take Hope and Judah just to like a little preschool gymnasium program, just a place to run and play and jump for about an hour. And we were going through the winter and I noticed that uh, one of the women who worked there, she had a fairly good arm brace on her arm. Kind of like what you wear if you got carpal tunnel syndrome or something. So I had just noticed this in passing and hadn't really thought much about it until one week in March I went and she was icing it while she was walking around. She had like a cold pack on. I thought, man, that must be really sore today. Like she's even icing it at work. So I, the thought came to me, I, I want to pray for her. I want to pray that her arm gets better. But because she was working, I thought, Lord, I, I totally want to. I want to pray for her. But I want to be aware that if she's working and I go over to her, she might be very aware, like, if her boss is there or if she has things to do. Like, I'm just not sure how to go about this. So if you bring her to me, I will pray for her, but then I'll know we kind of have a window. And uh, so the kids were jumping and whatever, and I went over to this area to watch them, and sure enough, she walks over to me. She's like, how are you today? I'm like, I'm great. (laughs) I was praying you'd come over here. I said, I I noticed your arm is really sore, like you're icing it today. And she said, you know, this week, and if you were a medical person, you would know what she said, but I don't remember. She said, this week I went to the doctor and he told me I have this and this and this in my arm. And she said, he told me this week that I also have osteoarthritis in it. And she said, you know, you can medicate for the other three things, but I don't know what I'm going to do if I have osteoarthritis in my arm, and I said to her, I really felt that I wanted to pray for you when I saw you today, and I asked the Lord to bring you over to me, and you're here, may I pray for you, and she was very cool about it, she said, absolutely, you can, she let me, like, hold her hands while I prayed, and um, I just went, I was just really excited, and can I be really honest, I wanted the heat, like, I wanted to feel that thing, Getting better while I prayed. I was I had a lot of faith. Like God, you're going to do something through this. And it was the week before. I think it was the week before Easter. And I remember thinking like, maybe this will kind of be the beginning of something for her. Like, wouldn't it be cool if she decided to go to church? Or wouldn't it be amazing if someone else talked to her and um, she decided to go go to Easter? I don't know. Whatever. Right. So I was just really excited about it. She just said thank you, and we went on with our time and. Um, for about two weeks after that, I wasn't able to go. And I think if I'm going to be just totally blunt, I think I was a little worried to go because I didn't know what I would find there. Right? I didn't know if she would be like, yeah, that didn't work, or, or if she'd be like, oh my goodness, I'm healed. I didn't know, but I was a little worried. So there was about two weeks where it wasn't super convenient for me to go, and I was a little bit okay with that. And then finally I decided, oh, I really want to go. I do care for this person. So um, I had been praying for Andrea. Her name was Andrea. I had been praying for her, and I just thought, okay, I'm going to go and see how she is. And so I saw her. She still had the arm brace on. I was like, oh, man, she's got the arm brace on. And I asked her, how, how is it going? And she said, she, she showed me her other arm. She said, well, this arm's a little bit better. And I'm thinking, we didn't even pray for that arm. Well, I'm glad that one's a little bit better. She said, this one's still pretty sore. And I was disappointed, you know. I so I said to her, like, I just, I still believe that God has something for you in this, that he wants healing for you, and he wants He wants you to know he loves you, um, and I'm just going to keep praying for you. And um, I had put, like, some little booklets or tracts, if you want to call them. I had put some stuff in my purse that I thought might be meaningful or helpful for her. So, but I was, I was just too afraid to just hand it right to her, you know, because I didn't want it, I didn't want her to feel that I was being pushy. So I left it for at the desk with her name on it, and I noticed when we left that uh, she had picked it up. But So there, there was kind of this mixture, right, Where of just this bold, there was part of me that just felt super bold, and then it was actually harder for me the next week to go and talk to her again, because it wasn't just quite what I wanted. But I was reflecting on just this experience and others I've had like it, where periodically I'll feel like, oh, I need to go pray for that person, and they might be someone I don't know, and I was just thinking how evangelism is as much about God turning my heart toward others as it is about what he's also doing in their heart, (laughs) because I feel like after praying for Andrea, like... I don't even know her besides her name and where she works. And I really care for her. I just can't think of anything that would be more exciting for me in that context. But to go and see her well, to go and hear her say, Jesus healed me. And I feel like that's part of what I'm learning through through just the, the time that we spent talking about evangelism and times when I have prayed for people is God turns our heart to be like his toward people, that we care about them as people. They're not a project, but they're a person, and he loves them. He cares about the things about them. And so I'm just praying that all of any bit of fear that, that keeps me back from any time I want to do that, that he would dissolve that by turning my heart towards the whole person first. So yeah, so that's my story. That's where I'm at and what I've been learning. And if you think of her, you can pray for Andrea.
0: Thanks. I, yeah, I need the mic. Um, thank you for sharing that. And we, we were chatting a little bit um, this weekend, maybe it was Friday, about this idea of the series we've been in called Reach, and then about our theme, transformation. And we kind of asked ourselves a question. Uh, Carrie Lynn brought the question up. And her question was, are, are we experiencing some transformation in this area of our lives? Otherwise, it's just a series, and we move on. Otherwise, it's something that we know we should talk about. You know, after all, we're in church, right? But unless we're experiencing some change in this area of our lives, then really that's all it is. It's a series. There's a nice logo we get to look at. We get to talk about uh, this idea of caring for people and sharing our faith, and so, church, it's a good question, and, and we had to say, you know, we had to be reminded of our, of, of our need to be changed and transformed, and that transformation isn't an instantaneous thing most times. God can do that. And so, church, I, I just want us to pray, um, pause right now and pray, and ask Carrie Lynn to pray for us, that this is more than just a series, that, that there is a work, a good work of God in your hearts. And in my heart, that we would actually care enough to say, God, I want to see, I want to see Andrea experience your goodness through a physical healing. I want her to come to know your goodness, God. And so church, can we pause for a moment and can we just ask God, God, help this not just to be a series, but we, we invite God to do a work in our hearts this morning of transformation. Let's just pray.
1: Lord, thank you for your transformation of us. You are faithful and long-suffering toward us. You haven't made us a project, but you have pursued relationship with us continually. And your faithfulness means you'll just keep doing that. And I thank you that um, we're not the chosen few but that you have so many people who you are pursuing, like like the woman in the video earlier today, just how her whole process you were just pursuing here. It's evident that you were pursuing her all along. So I thank you for the, the weeks and the time that we've spent considering what does it mean to reach out. And I pray for those of us who have had a hard time kind of knowing how to, how it impacts our schedule, how it changes our day, but I thank you, Lord, that it starts as you you change our thinking and our beliefs and our heart, and then you start to show us how how to walk that out. So I pray that as we continue to go forward, um, you'd help us to to just be attentive to what you're saying. Thank you that you do show us the way. Thank you that there are people in our circle of influence you have, you're already at work in them, you're already speaking to them and thank you that you invite us to come alongside and and also share our stories and share your story with them so we just pray you would open our spirit eyes as we see people open our spirit ears to hear you and that we would um, continue this journey with you it's not ending um, this Sunday but it's something that's continuing on because you, you love the people of this world. You love Armpriar. You love White Lake and Brayside. And you love this area. You love the people who populate this area. You love their families, Lord. And you see. You see what we don't. You see their pain. You see their struggles. And you want them to know the power of the cross in their lives. You want them to know the power of Christ. Give us that same passion that comes from you, Holy Spirit. Give us that same burden for your people. Thank you. Thank you that we would um, share this burden with you, take on your burden, and uh, that somehow it's still light. There's still joy in the responsibility of sharing truth and love with people around you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness, your faithfulness. Um, Thank you that you're at work in people. We commit our time and, and this series to you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thank you, Karen. I believe God hears our prayer and that he is going to respond to do something in our hearts that um, will just be transformational. Uh, can someone give me the time? Okay. So I know we're not bound by time, but... Can be sensitive to it. Some of you are saying, you know, throw the watch out. Some of you are saying, well, let's watch the time a little bit. We'll try to find a happy medium. Um, So, this morning, uh, I wanted to give you just some practical, hopefully, some things that will help us, as God works in us, to overcome some of these natural obstacles to sharing our faith. And I want to just take you back to. to the witness life definition. But before I get there, how many of you felt like cheering when Linus finally jumped off that platform? is that good? We are kind of there with him, right? And Frida, you know, I just feel like saying, yeah, you did it, right? You, you, you overcame that. And I feel as though when the Holy Spirit is wanting to do a work in your heart and in mine and he's just prompting us to pray for someone or he's prompting us to share a, a word perhaps that God's given us for that person or just to come alongside them in a time of need and to sit and to listen, I think when we overcome that fear, the Holy Spirit is saying, yes, you know, you did it. Just follow, follow my lead and, and allow me to begin to build this area of your life and, and find joy in that. And sometimes it feels like standing on the end of that 10-meter platform and you're thinking, you know, this is going to kill me. I, I'm so worried. I, I don't know how to do this. But as God enables us, I believe the Holy Spirit rejoices with us when we're just obedient. And there's steps You don't start with a 10-meter platform, right? You start where Linus did. Five meters, okay. I took that step. I was obedient to that thought that the Holy Spirit gave me and gives us courage to begin to take further steps in the Lord. So what step might you take this week? So uh, Lon Allison writes about this aspect of our lives as followers of Jesus, and he said he's talking about what it means to witness. This is a big word that that can be frightening sometimes. But can we just jump right to that slide? Is it the next one? It's this. You've seen this before, but, but witnessing as a lifestyle is this. It's cooperating with God and others to lovingly bring people one step at a time closer to Christ, closer to Jesus, closer to encountering that moment when they put their faith in Christ. And, and so we remember that, that we're cooperating with God, so God is already at work in that person's life. That, that's just a, a, a rock-solid, you know, take-it-to-the-bank thought that God is at work in them, because what is God doing in, in our world? Well, he's drawing himself, he's drawing people to him, and he's drawing near to people, And so it it kind of frees us up from this temptation of thinking, you know, I have to change that person. I have to have an intellectual argument that is strong enough against their doubt that they will change their mind. God is the one that does the work in them at the level of their spirit. He puts the hunger in their hearts. And so you plant a seed and you water, but it's God who brings the growth. And so just take that that uh, weight off your plate. You don't have to convince them. You don't have to be the one that's gonna change their heart. You just share what, what God has done for them, and God does the work of changing them. And so we don't have to wrestle them to the ground intellectually or, or, or just have the perfect argument against perhaps what they would say, well, what about this? Allow God to do what he does in them. And so the question is this, and perhaps it's a question that you can ask yourself this week. And the question is this, God, how can I partner with what you are already doing in this person's life? God, how can I partner with what you are already doing in this person's life? How is it that you want to use me to partner with what you're doing, whether it's a neighbor or a coworker or whether it's a a friend? But you can simply ask yourself that question, ask God that question, God, help me to know I just want to partner with what you're already doing. And so how does that look for me? And so we cooperate with God and we cooperate with others. How many of you as parents have heard this thought? It takes a village to raise a child. You've heard that, I'm sure. The idea is this, that parents, you're not the only influence in your in your in the life of your children that is going to help them to develop into fully developed adults. There is many people. There are many people. And so... In, in this context, we could say it takes a village to guide someone one step at a time to the point where they choose to accept God's gift of salvation. And so along the way, there's going to be many people, and so you are going to be one of those people. And Rob, can you share with, me, uh, share with us what you just shared with me this morning? This has this idea of steps. Yeah, this morning we are just sitting here uh, praying, and just the, the image of stairway to heaven. I think some people may know a song. It's not a religious song. But uh, each one of us is a step. God has the perfect plan, stairway, for each person to reach heaven. And each one of us is a step in that person's life. We might be the first. We might be the fourth. We might be that last step that brings uh, somebody to the salvation knowledge of Jesus Christ. So it is stairway to heaven. So again, just that thought that people are on a journey and, um, and we just cooperate with what God is doing in them and just say, "God help me to be that step that they, they, they take one step closer to you uh, you know on, on what I've, how I've been part of your plan for them and so and so we remember that it's cooperating with God and with others to lovingly bring people to lovingly bring people have you ever heard someone share the gospel and they just sound angry and you're just like is this good news or is this bad news? I'm kind of confused here. I mean, this person just sounds angry. They're shouting. Uh, it seems a little bit condemning. And, and so we lovingly bring people. The gospel is something worth celebrating. And so it, it's not this angry posture that uh, we bring to people when we're sharing the good news of Jesus. And perhaps you've, you've seen that happen and it confuses you a little bit. There's no need for the gospel to be shared in an angry way. And so we partner with God and others to bring people one step at a time closer to Christ. One step closer. Who is it in your life that God is going to use you to bring them one step closer to understanding and experiencing the saving knowledge of Jesus? God wants to use you. There are people in your life and he is speaking to you, perhaps, about about them today. And he's saying, I want to use you to bring that person one step closer to me. Just one step. You may not be the person that sits down and says, "You know, here's, here's how we can come to God. Here's how you can receive Jesus. Do you want to pray? Do you want to make that decision? You may not be that person. But how is it that he will use you to, to bring that person one step closer? And so that it's about bringing people closer to God one step at a time. I want to just share... A couple of slides, and, and we're gonna we're gonna close and and um, and just pray again that God helps us when we go from here to have opportunities. But the fact of the matter is that the people that you encounter may be at different stages in their uh, concept of God or in their journey to God, and and there's a few different um, steps. I just want to put that slide up if you could. It's the one that talks about being indifferent. Or there we go. So so the the person that's indifferent basically says, you know, I. I I, I have no need of God, or perhaps they've heard the gospel and they've rejected it. So there's someone in that category that just says, I, I have no need of God. God is, is just a crutch, or whatever label they might put, or perhaps they don't even believe in God. So we could perhaps say that person is indifferent, or, or even hostile, they've rejected the gospel. But then, along the way, you'll, you'll encounter people who may be what we would call interested and you're open to the to the message of Jesus, but you're not yet seeking. So you're not hostile to the gospel, but you're not seeking God out yet. You're not seeking for, for who God is and perhaps his presence in your life. And so there may be people that are interested. And then we come to this one called investigating. And if you're investigating, it just, you know, it has to do with that word. You're actively beginning to seek God out. There is something stirring in you where you begin to think, man, I... I want to seek out God. I'm taking uh, initiative. I'm asking questions because there's something in my heart that's beginning to stir in God's direction. You might not even be able to articulate it that way. But you are beginning to have a little bit of a hunger for God. And you are beginning to take steps toward Him. And then you come to this place where you're immersed. And, and that's a place where, where we've made a decision to accept God's salvation through Jesus. And we have said to God, I need your forgiveness. And I accept, Jesus, what you have done for me. And I want to give my life to, to following you. Jesus, I want to be a Christian. A Christian simply means someone who follows Jesus. And you realize your need of God. And, and you've made this decision. You're on the journey. And then, unfortunately, there's these two other categories. Inoculated. Inoculated is someone who, you know, you know the story. You've perhaps even committed your life to God. But you're not living the power of the gospel. God for you is Sunday morning between 10 and 1130. Or maybe this morning, more like 12. But, but you've got just enough of God to kind of feel like, oh, I'm okay but you're not living the joy and the power of your salvation. You're just not. And heaven forbid that we would ever get to that place in our lives that we're just kind of the inoculated. You know, it's become religion for us. And then perhaps there are some who are inactive. And that just means you're disconnected. You're on this journey all by yourself. You are not, you're not like Frida and Linus Together, encouraging each other. There's no one in your life that's encouraging you in your faith. And you you can be disconnected and still come to church. You can sit here Sunday after Sunday and for the rest of the week have no one that is encouraging you. Have no one that you feel like is in your life that you can be honest with about your struggles or your questions about God. And oh, that we would know the joy of journeying together. Are you at one of these stages today? Where would you put yourself? I think all of us would put ourselves somewhere. Or perhaps, you know, you recognize in this progression uh, someone else that you've been investing in, and you would say, you know, I think they're at that point. They're at that point where they're beginning to be curious about God. They're actually wanting to seek God out. Or maybe they're still at that first step, not interested. And so there's these steps on the journey of faith to Christ. And then and then one more thought this morning is, what about our steps of of sharing our faith, and we've alluded to this already, but is there a progression in your life of taking one more step in being a witness for God? Is there, is there a next step that God wants you to take today, that God wants you to take this week, and it'll require courage, it'll require you going out of your comfort zone, but he's saying to you, I want you to just take one more step that you would move toward being an effective witness for me, that you would move toward being someone who experiences the joy of knowing the Holy Spirit's voice and just saying, okay, I'm going to be obedient. I'm just going to take that step. What step is it for you? Two slides, and then we're going to pray and ask God to give us courage. So this is what Lon Allison says. He uses this analogy of a thermometer. And um, I think the next slide will take us there. So kind of at the bottom, we'll start at the bottom. And the thermometer is meant to get hotter as you go up. I'll read this for you in case it's a bit too small. So at the bottom of your, your witnessing journey, you may be here. I'm too busy managing everything else in my life to even think about sharing my faith. Anyone there this morning? Probably, you know, some days you're there. And you just think, I, 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 it just I can't even think about one more thing. I'm just trying to keep my head above water. Maybe the next one, you know, witnessing is for pastors, right? That's the pastor's job. That's not for me. We move up the scale. I never or seldom think about sharing my faith. Maybe you're there, and and it really hardly ever crosses your mind. Or maybe the next step, I'm starting to look for opportunities to share. And then this next one, I think a lot of us camp here. I think about it occasionally, and I feel guilty that I seldom share my faith. Have you ever been there? I have. I think about it occasionally, and I begin to wear this guilt I never tell people about my faith. And God doesn't intend for us to be in that place or to stay there. I often think about things I wish I had said to others about God. You've been there, you've had a conversation, and all the ideas come after after the conversation is over, right? And you think, oh, if only I was sharper on my feet, or whatever it might be. One more slide, we'll start at the bottom again. So we're continuing to move up. I find God reminding me to pray for people, and I obey sometimes. I pray regularly for people to come to faith in Christ. I'm beginning to to have this as part of my journey. I have friends who are not Christians, and I invite them to events where Jesus is shared. I have regular opportunities to have conversations about God. And then the top one that Lon articulates for us is, I am knowledgeable of his story of the gospel, and I am anxious to share it. And that is where that is where we want to be. I believe all of us want to be there where we are, we know God's story, we know the gospel. We can take people to to the to the points of what God has done for them, and, and then we have this desire to share it. We want to be able to share the good news with people. And so again, this morning, where might you place yourself in that continuum? And what might be the next step for you? This is where it just begins to get practical. And we're going to pray that God helps us with that before we go. But what might be the next step for you? And then just before we pray, there are different ways to witness. And there's three words I want to leave with you this morning. Perhaps this will be helpful to you as well. And they're very simple. But these are ways that you can cooperate with God and others to bring people one step closer to faith in Christ. And it's simply this, prayer, care, and share. Prayer, care, and share. I think we could probably remember that. Prayer is essential to a life that is giving away your faith. And as Carrie Lynn mentioned, as you begin to pray for people, it it actually begins to change your heart for them. And God can begin to put a love in you that reflects and mirrors his love for them. And I would encourage you to begin to just pray for people in your circle of relationship. And, and, you know, wherever you go to most often in, in the mornings, put that list of people's names there and begin to pray for them. Just begin to say, God, would you enable me to help them to take one step in your direction maybe it's caring for them out of a practical need. Maybe God will lay on your heart, you you hear about a need, and he'll say to you, I want you to meet that need, and it it will cost you something. But in that person's life, it will be one more moment where God can use that to begin to give them a glimpse of his love for them, and he'll use you to do that. And maybe it's the sharing piece where there will be moments where someone will ask you about your faith, and you will have a chance to share with them. But whether it's praying or caring or sharing, there, there's this concept that, that God calls us to, and it's just about, about a lifestyle of giving our faith away. And it's for all of us this morning. It's for all of us. And I, I would be honest and say, I feel like this is a weak area of my life where how many people do I know in my circle of relationship, how many people do I rub shoulders with that, that are outside of my church family? There are not very many. And I just have begun to think, God, help me to have a love for people that would cause me to go out of my way to build relationship. We are not called to kind of just huddle together. And so many of you have many more opportunities than I would in the course of a week. You are rubbing shoulders daily with people that are on a journey. And God will use you to help them to take one step in his direction. Can we stand this morning? I'd like us just to pray again and to, to just end that way, to ask the Lord to, to do a work in our lives. And so, church, this is this is not just the end of a series. This, this continues. This heart is something we need God to put in us. And as we pray, perhaps you see yourself in one of those steps on that thermometer, and, and you would just... Whisper a prayer this morning to God that says, God, I think I'm here. I think I'm at that one that says, you know, I think about it sometimes, but I I feel really guilty because I hardly ever share my faith. Maybe that's where you're at today. And God wants to lift that guilt off of you. But I believe he's the one that nudges us to begin to have a desire to share. He's the one that puts a love in our hearts for people. And so before we go, can we pray? Church, can we ask the Lord, what is the step that I need to take this week? What is it that you're calling me to do? I want to have courage to do that. That we would live lives that give away our faith. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for thank you for your plan for us to live to live on mission, to live your heartbeat for our workplaces for our neighborhoods, for our schools and our classrooms. God, we pray that this week, would you give us courage to take the next step in just growing, in growing in our desire and our heart and our ability to share and to care and to pray for others. I ask that you would open doors that are very clear to us this week. So whether it's someone that we begin to pray for intentionally, or whether it's a need that you call us to meet because you've put someone in our path that has a need, or maybe it's the opportunity to share the goodness of God, I pray that this week that we would take steps that would take us out of our comfort zone and that we would have courage in that, that we would fearlessly obey the voice of the Spirit of God. And it's with joy that we ask these things. We want this to be an area of growth in our hearts and in our church. So we're asking for that today. So bless us as we go. May we carry with us such a sense of your presence and of your goodness. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. God bless you. And I trust this week that you'll have a chance to pray or care for someone or share with them. That God will use you. God bless you.